Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. Hey, man, it's good to see some couples back from Sunday. I don't know everybody's names yet, and, and last Wednesday, and it's good to see Christina. It's good to see, I'm bad with names. Jessica, and I just heard, just heard it. Everybody knows that that's not my strong point. Amen. But uh, she, God touched her so, so powerfully. We're going to hear your testimony soon. Amen. About what God did in your life. Amen. God is moving. Amen. In our lives, in our midst. Amen. Come on, let's give him a praise tonight. He's moving. He's touching lives, transforming lives. Uh, powerful testimony she just told me, so I can't wait for everybody to hear it. Don't forget this Sunday is baptism, amen, water baptism, and Mission Sunday. It's going to be an awesome, powerful Sunday, amen. Tonight, we're going to have some uh, guest preachers, amen. It's going to be powerful, but before they come up to preach, we're going to have a Disciples in the Making. Before they come, we're going to do something important. I want to ask Joe and Brenda to come up here tonight and ask Pastor Mario to come up here with me as well, and we're going to, we're going to pray over them. They are have moved out to Bowie, and so they're going to be going to the Bowie Church. And just just to be clear to everybody, uh, there are rare situations, right? So this isn't something that uh, you can just say, hey, Pastor, we feel like you know going to Garland or going to South Fort Worth. Or they actually had bought property and were moving out there before we started a church in Bowie. So this is something that was already in the works, but we didn't want them to uh, just disappear, and you guys not know where they went. So they're they're still with us. They're just in our buoy church, and uh, they're going to be a blessing out there. But we want to pray over you guys and release you. They have been a tremendous, tremendous blessing to VWO Denton, amen, for over five years now, about six. I wasn't sure how long you were in the old building with this, but close to six years Joe did an amazing amount of work in this building with all kinds of stuff, and, and Brenda's just been a, gone on outreach and just loved people and prayed for people and been a tremendous blessing. So we're going to send them tonight back to Bowie with an anointing to help that church and be soul winners over there and be a blessing, but you'll be seeing them around, be back at the revival and different things. But I just wanted to make sure that you guys weren't thinking that they just were gone. Amen. So let's stand tonight and pray over them. And Acts chapter 6 says when they would send somebody out that they would lay their hands on them and, and pray over them. So we're just going to lay our hands on them and you just extend your hands tonight. Let's just pray a blessing. Father, we thank you for Joe and Brenda tonight, Lord, and we place them before you as servants of God, a mighty couple, Lord God, that you have blessed this church tremendously to be with us and they have been outreachers and they've been servants and they've worked and they've sweated and they've prayed and they've been at prayer meetings and been faithful givers lord all across the board they have been a tremendous blessing to us and father they have needs tonight they have things that need to be closed from their move father and we just loose that to happen right now and ask, Lord, the blessings of God to follow them to close every door that needs to be closed and open every door that needs to be opened, Father. And, Lord, tonight out of this church, we send them with a blessing and an anointing and a call to be a blessing in the Bowie Church, Father. And, Lord, their property to be used mightily, Lord God, in that place for this church. And we just ask you to go before them. 
And, Lord, let them know that they're loved and appreciated tonight. And we place them in your hands in the mighty name of Jesus, Father. Amen. 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 Bless you guys. Amen. Praise the Lord. They, they are a tremendous blessing. If you've never got to meet them, you, you can get, talk to them tonight. Amen. They, they're actually really in a, in a process, too, of being a, an even bigger blessing to us. They, ever since they got that land in Bowie, they have wanted to put a church there. And so we're, we're praying and believing that God's going to open up the doors for them to be able to build something there. And then our Bowie church to be able to have church there on that land. And so it would be for that purpose, amen? And that's why they, they, that's all them, nothing I ever asked. It was totally them offering it. God blessed them with a really uh, amazing property in a really amazing place right off the freeway. God just been doing that with us, amen? And uh, they've just said, we want to build a church. So just be praying with us that all those things will come to pass and, and we, eventually we will have our own, own building for VWO Bowie, amen? So just keep that in your prayers. Amen. Praise the Lord. We got two preachers tonight. Uh, Jesse and Dwayne are going to come. Jesse has been a tremendous uh, blessing to us for, for many years. God, uh, I don't know, know if he'll mention that tonight, or, but I'll just say it in case and save him time. But God delivered him from many, many years of drugs and meth and a messed up life and has a precious wife back there who prayed for him and and uh, has been a tremendous blessing to me recently even just talking to some some wives about their husbands even in Garland with the family over there I remember how hopeless she felt uh, at a time when she wasn't sure if there was going to be a change because of so many years of hoping that he would change but how many know Jesus steps in change his lives amen he stepped into Jesse's life and changed his life and uh, they lead our outreach team and they're out on the square preaching and he, he, I, I've seen so much growth in his life and I know he's going to bring us a great word. Dwayne has already pastored. Amen. I believe these are two men that could possibly be going out again or Jesse for the first time and Dwayne, you know, we'll leave that to God, but there's possibility there. And that's why we're letting them preach and teaching. You know, look at all these guys who get up here to preach and, and now they're out pastoring tonight and that's what the reach teach send is about amen so get your boat notebooks out get your bibles open get your amens ready amen everybody always preaches better when they get amens so let's let jesse let him know we love him tonight as he comes to give the word amen praise god praise god hey that god receives all the glory for that a quick announcement, though, we do have Breakaway this Friday at 7 p.m., so I hope to see you guys there. I got the mic so I can say what I want. Right. <laughs> and then one last thing, I do want to wish my, uh, my, my wife a happy anniversary. We married for six years, been together for a long time, putting up with me, so I thank God for that. <laughs> yeah, 21 years together of, 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 man, putting up with me. Honestly, I would have been gone. But gave God all the praise and glory for that. Let's pray right quick. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, Lord, thanking you, Father, for this opportunity, Father. And God, tonight I come to you, humbling myself before you, Father, that, that you would be exalted, Father, that you would get all the glory, that you would receive the glory that you need, Father. God, use me as your vessel tonight, Father, to bring your word to your people, Father. God, we thank you for all that you're about to do, and we thank you for what's to come, Father. 
Pray, anoint our ears tonight, Father. Anoint this word that you have put on my heart, Father. God, I give you praise and give you all the glory for this. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen, amen. So the word that, that the Lord has put on my heart tonight, the title is going to be, Do I Really Matter? And that's one thing that I'm going to put myself there. That's one thing that I struggled with for years because of the past that I used to live, you know, the pain that I put my family through, my wife, my kids, my parents, because they were a big part of this as well. You know, they prayed for me. I had a praying mother, and I believe it that I did, you know, and, and let's thank God for that, for those prayers. And it's something that we struggle with as believers as well as we come into the house, as we come in praise and worship and, and fellowship I do believe that we still struggle with this at times. It may not be all the time, but I don't know. It, it, you know, we do struggle with that. So the word that I have tonight, it's gonna, I'm going to read a lot out of, um, out of Genesis 18. Verse 1, the Bible says, on top it says, the son of promise. Then the Lord appeared to him by the turbinate trees and mammer as he was sitting in the tent, at the tent door, in the heat of the day. So he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them, and bowed himself to the ground and said, My Lord, if I have not found favor in your sight, do not pass by your servant. Please let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh your hearts. After that, you may pass by in as much as you have come to your servant. This is Abraham speaking about the Lord. Says they, there was three people that came to the tent, and two of those were angels, and one he knew that it was Jesus. Amen. And it's amazing that he knew that it was Jesus. And this is Genesis, already talking about you. This is God there, but he says, "Do not pass by your servant." So I believe in my heart that Abraham knew that that was God because he was he seeked them. You know, he was a just man, but God blessed him, Amen, to be used to reach nations. Amen. So he, he knew that it was him. He, I, bet he, I bet you he felt his presence upon him coming. I bet you he saw him because he, he said he ran to him, and he saw him coming. So I believe that in my heart that, that he was, you know, a man that spent time with God, amen. Then they said, do as you have said. So Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, quickly, make ready three measures a fine meal. Knead it and make cakes. And Abraham ran to the herd, took a tender and good calf, gave it to the young man, and he hastened to prepare it. So he took butter and milk and the calf which he had prepared and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree as they ate. Then they said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? So he said, here in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life 
And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Amen. She did not expect that. Amen. But I guarantee you she was praying for that. Amen. But there's times that we pray for something and not really believe that it can happen. Amen. And I feel like that, that's, what she, that's how she felt for all those years. Since she had, a, she had a, um, at 90 years old, she had a baby. She, you know, she got pregnant at 90 years old. That's when only God can do that, amen. But I, I believe in my heart that Abraham did pray for that and did believe. because He saw God coming, amen. He saw that God was there. So I believe in my heart that all those years he prayed for her, believing that it was going to happen. And we know that it's not our timing, amen. It's God's timing, amen. And it's always his time. His time is always good, amen. It's the times that, that we are so weak that we feel like nothing's going to happen, and he appears, amen. That, that's the God that we serve, amen. So Genesis 18.3 says, when Jesus came to the tent and stood there with three, two angels, Abraham was able to recognize Jesus. Abraham was a man of God. Verse 3, Abraham said, Lord, do not pass your servant by. God knows our every need, amen. He knows our pain, our sufferings. He knows what we need to get through in life, amen. We just have to believe and keep praying for it, amen, and trust in him, amen. That's the key. We got to trust in him, amen. And God, forgive me because I need to start my timer, so you guys let me know. <laughs> so I, I guess I can start it right now, right, 15 right now? Just kidding. So with everything that we have, Sarah was not... I feel like Sarah was not at a point in her life that she believed that God would give her a child at the age of 90 years old. She laughed within herself, it says in his word, that she laughed within herself that it, you know, believed that it cannot happen to her. He promised Abraham that she would be a mother of nations. And we know that God keeps his promises, amen. Always, amen. This was a fulfillment for God's promise to them. Nothing is impossible for God. Have you been asking for something and it hasn't come to pass? Maybe the lack of us not believing or doubting that he can, amen. Or believing the lie of the enemy saying to you that you don't really matter. God will use us. We have to believe and trust in him, amen. Let's keep reading the word. And he says, certainly I will certainly return you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Sarah was listening in the tent door which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, after I have grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also. And the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh, saying, shall I surely bear a child? Since I am old, is anything too hard for the Lord? As the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah should have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, not but it said, and he said, no, but you did laugh. So I believe that that, that was a, a point in her life that she's like, wow, what did I just do? Did I really just, you know, see my Lord that way? I think she, she felt in her, you know, inside of her that she's like, man, I just messed up. I just really messed up. And 
Lord, I know what you can do, and now I believe what you can do, amen. So let's continue to believe in what God can do in our lives, amen. He's a faithful God, amen. So I'm going to read on down to Genesis 18, 16, 30. We're going to talk about the outcry of Sodom and Gomorrah, amen. And those are the times that we are living today, amen. The times that, you know, what was it, and it's crazy because, you know, a lot of people don't really understand and believe the word that everything that is happening, it's in, this, it's in here, amen. It's in his word, amen. So we got to believe that. We got to get to that point in our lives that we believe and trust in God and, and truly believe in his word, amen. So Genesis 18, 16. And then the man, then the men rose from there and looked towards Sodom and Abraham went with them to send them on the way. And the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what I'm, what I'm doing? Since Abraham shall certainly become a great and mighty nation. And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed to him. For I have known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring Abraham what he has spoken to him. I want to speak a little bit of that right now, that it just clicked in my spirit right now that, you know, we do have to get our house in order, and that's something that we have to do in our walks, amen. We have to live a godly example in our homes, amen, to our kids, to our wives, to our, you know, our husbands. You know, us as men, to our wives, you know, we have to live a godly life. You know, we can't just come to church and play church and go home and, and have a mouth. You know, that's something that God has been speaking to me for a long time, that we cannot be that way. You know, God chose us not to be that way. So we have to live a godly example in our households, amen. We got to get that in order for God to do something in our lives, amen. And, yes, there's times that we want to feel like giving up. There's times that we feel like, you know, Lord, you know, you know when, when is my blessing coming? Lord, you know, what, what, when is my time? You know, you know, what do I need to do for you, God? And I thank God for my wife that she encourages me. And that took years, you know, but I understand why now because the way that I used to live, the, what I used to do. You know, so if we have our house in order, our, our wives are going to encourage us to keep fighting, to keep pressing through, amen. And I thank God for that tonight, amen, for what he's done in my heart, what he's doing in her heart, amen. I know there's other women in this place, two wives that are, encourage your husband. I'm telling you, we have to do that, amen. We encourage them as they encourage us, amen. We have to do that, amen. We're a team, amen, so we've got to continue, continue to get our house in order and continue to pray for our kids, amen, so they can be the, you know, so God can use them in full capacity, amen. That was a little nugget there for you. <laughs> Amen. So let's keep on reading. <clears throat> for I have known him in order that he commanded his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he had spoken to him. 20. And the Lord said, because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grave, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry against it has come to me. And if not, I will know. Then the men turned away from there and went 
toward Sodom, and Abraham still stood before the Lord. And Abraham came near and said, Would you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there were 50 righteous within the city. Would you also destroy the place and not spare it for the 50 righteous that were in it? Of course, as we continue to read, I'm not going to read it off for time, but it says that it went from 50 to 10. You know, and God kept on sparing him and saying, yes, if I find 10 faithful people there, I will not do it. You know, that's what God is telling us right now for our cities, for the time that we are in right now. He is sparing us, amen, but we got to do our part, amen. We have to do our part. We have to continue to reach the world, to reach the lost, even when we don't feel like it, amen. God chose us to be something, not just in here, but out there in the world, amen. So we got to stand up for what we believe in. So do we really believe that God can use us? Do we really believe what God has done for us, amen? I want, to sit, I want you to sit here and think tonight what he's done in your life and what he brought you out of, what he's brought your husband and your wife, your, ch- your child out of, amen? Sit there and think about that tonight. He's done so much for us. If that's all that he does for us, that's all that we need, amen? But we have to continue to stay in his word and continue to believe and, and be faithful to him because he sees that, you know, that everything that we do that's not of him, it hurts him, amen? Let's not be that church. Let's not be that people, amen, that, that hurts our God, amen? He is there waiting for us to do our part, for us to go out. We have to do our part, amen. He wants to use you tonight and believe that there's, there's hope. Believe that you really matter, amen. You really matter, amen. Believe that. Don't let the enemy lie to you any longer, amen. <clears throat> so we are living in perilous times, in bad times, in Solomon Gomorrah times, the world is twisted. Sin has always been sin, the judgment that is coming to the world. This, would, this world will give an answer on how they mock God. We will give an answer for what we have done for the Lord. Amen. The thoughts that go through our minds, who am I? How can I change the world? The devil is in your ear. He gets into our minds. Amen. We got to push him off. Amen. We've got to stay in God's word and stay in prayer, amen, saying, what can you do for me, God? What, can you, what have you done for the Lord, amen? We have to understand that the devil is real. He's not playing games, amen. He wants to destroy you. He wants to destroy your household. His time is running out, amen. That's why he's fighting us so much because he knows that his time is running out, amen. We have the victory already. God already gave us the victory, but we've got to continue to walk in it. We've got to continue to walk in his promise. You know, Jesus already won, and he went to the cross and fulfilled what had to be done for us. But we have to walk out our own salvation with fear and trembling. For the Lord, are we impacting those around us? Amen. Are we? Are we impacting those around us? Do Do we really know who Jesus is in our lives? Are you making the best of your life here on earth? Are you reaching the lost? Do you have a personal relationship with him? Judgment is coming to the world. We got to stay right. So I got a verse out of Revelations 11, 17 through 18. Saying, we give you thanks, O Lord, God Almighty, the one who is and who was and who is to come. Because you have taken your great power and reigned. 
the nations were angry, and your wrath has come, and the time of the dead that they should be judged, and that you should reward your servants, the prophets and the saints, that's us, and those who fear your name, small and great, and you should destroy those who destroy the earth. See, Abraham was interceding for the people. Are we interceding for the people that God has placed in our path? Our family, our co-workers. You really matter. God created you for a purpose. So the question that we ask ourselves, do I really matter? Tell the person next to you, yes, you matter. You matter to God. Tell yourself, I matter to God. You know, God wants to use you in the fullest capacity that he can. Believe that tonight. So we have to stand in the gap for our family, for those around us. We have to stand in the gap for our friends, our coworkers, for those he has placed in our lives. God asks us to walk righteous, to believe in his word. Micah 6, 8. He has shown you, O oh man, what is good. And what, ha- and what does the Lord require of you but to justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? I show you, O oh man, what I require, and that's to do right. Do what is right. Walk humbly with God. Choose to love people. Be nice to one another. Love with kindness. little nugget for you tonight. Love the Lord your God. That's the first rule, the first commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. Proverbs 13, 5. The law of the wise is a foundation of life to turn one away from the snares of death. Good understanding gains favor, but the way of the unfaithful is hard. I'm going to leave you with this. Do we walk in integrity? Walk in God's righteousness? Do we walk every day to do right? Do we walk in truth? Do we walk in believing God's promises? Do you know that God gives us a choice to do right, not what's popular? We are going to fail, but God knows our hearts. He knows when we're trying our hardest. Like Pastor always says, right always comes out right. Let's do right, amen. Let's continue to stand and the gap for our loved ones. So when we learn to recognize Jesus for who he is, he is our God, our king, our creator, our savior, the one that created the heavens and the earth. That's the God that we should serve, amen, though believe in what he has done before us, amen. The one that gave his life for us, 
The one that brought salvation to us. When we were at our lowest, he brought us out of that. Sit there and think about that. Oh, man, 20 years of addictions. I feel like there is no hope for me. I had my own family say that there is no hope for me, that I will never amount to nothing. And I hope they're watching online. I wanted to tell them tonight that Jesus has a plan for your life. Amen. It does not matter what you've done in life. He loves you right where you're at. And he wants to meet you right where you're at. The time is short. We have to get serious with the things of God. Believe in your heart. And I'll tell you, he can change you right where you're at. Believe that tonight. He is a faithful God that we serve in this house. He loves you. Repent of your sins. Give your life to Jesus tonight because tomorrow is not promised. He is coming back and time is running out. Amen. God bless you and I love you guys. Amen. Our glory to God. Let's give God some praise. Thank you, Jesus. We serve a faithful God. Amen. Ooh, so much so that he put it on our pastor's heart to give us no time to prepare a message. But it's all good, amen? Because we're supposed to be ready in season and out of season with a word, amen? So I sit back and I, I think about how faithful God is, how loving God is. And I just want to read a verse before I get to my title, if that's okay. Let's read a verse in John chapter 19, verse 28. Start in verse 28. It says, and after this, Jesus, knowing all was now finished, said to fulfill the scriptures, I thirst. And a jar full of sour wine stood there. And so they put a sponge full of sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. And when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. Amen. And those who know what that means, you should be rejoicing right now. But it's okay because we're going to talk about it for just a minute. Amen. But it says, and he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Verse 31, it says, since it was the day of preparation and so that the bodies would not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for the Sabbath was a high day. And the Jews asked Pilate, that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. And so the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the second and of the other who had been crucified with them. Amen. But when it came to Jesus and saw that he had already, that he was already dead and they did not break his legs, but one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once came out blood and water. And he who saw it had bore witness, and his testimony is true. And he knew that he was telling the truth, and that you also, that you also 
may believe. For these things took place that the scripture might be fulfilled. Not one of his bones will be broken. And again, another scripture says, and they will look on him whom they have pierced. They will look on him whom they have pierced. Listen, some of you heard that, heard those verses, heard that story, and some of you probably are sad right now. Some of you probably sorrowful. Some of you probably are mad right now. But let me ask you a question. Is God's love worth your sacrifice? Is God's love worth your sacrifice? So I want to title the message, What's Your Price? What's Your Price? Because God, when he died on that cross, when he went to that cross, all the way to the cross, he was was betrayed by one of his people that was right there with him. Gave him up. But then he said, you know what, I'm still going to the cross. And he went to that cross and the Bible says he didn't say a word. But he was on that cross and right before he gave up his spirit, he said, it is finished. And for those of you who don't know, because he said those three words, those powerful three words, we can stand here today. Because he paid our sins on that cross. He paid our debt that we could never pay. I don't know about y'all, but I was a messed up sinner. And I begin to try to think about, God, why would you go for me? Do you know what I've done? And of course God knows what we've all done. But he said, I'm still going to go. I'm still going to go because I love you. Because I love you. In uh, Romans 5, 8, it says, but God demonstrated his own love towards us and that while we were still sinners. Did y'all catch that? It didn't say once, once we got good, then he came and died for us. It said that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Look at verse 9, though. Much more than having now been justified by his blood. We're not justified by the good works that we do like the other religions, amen? The other religions say you got to do a lot of good, and then you can come to the Lord. But Jesus said, don't worry about it, I got it. He said, I got it, I'm going. You don't have to do a thing, but just accept what I did on that cross for you. And listen, those three words are like, just in case one of you didn't know, it's like when you go to court. Anybody ever been to court? Ooh-wee. Scratch that from the tape. Scratch it from the tape. Amen? But when we, when we go to court, and, and if someone was to come in and pay your fine, the judge can legally say, you're free to go. Does that mean that you're innocent? No. It just means that somebody paid your fine. And that's each and every one of us. Jesus paid our fine on the cross for each and every one of us. Amen? 
and listen to why he did it. He says, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. Amen. The wrath through him. So if Jesus died for you, we all admit Jesus died for us, right? So if Jesus died for you, and if we are to be like Christ, we're all supposed to be like Christ, right? Who are you dying for? Amen. Amen. That's, the, that's, that's what I was expecting. Amen. Who are you dying for? I ask myself, who am I dying for? Listen, and all we, we don't even have to go to the cross. He tell us to wake up early in the morning and, and give some praise to him. He asks us to read our Bibles. He asks us to go out and witness. How many know witnessing is a scary thing? Only those who do it know. Everybody else like, ah, it ain't that hard. Just say something. I was talking to a guy today. Little guy. I could beat him up. <laughs> or at least I thought I could. I think I could if I, you know, if we got into it. I think I could get him. But something told me to go talk to him. And the whole time I was going, I was shaking. And so the first thing I did was handed him a, one of those, uh, this is your life tracks. And I said, have you got one of these? And he said, no, what is it? And I said, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> and because of that, I began to talk to him. And I began to, and I asked him if he was a good person. And he said, yes. Listen, the Bible says, Jesus says, there is none good. So if you're claiming to be good in this place right now, you're calling Jesus a liar. Amen? And so if you're calling Jesus a liar, in just a few minutes, this is where we should be. Amen? Because there are none, none of us are good. We're all wicked. The Bible says we all have gone astray. But listen to what Jesus did. Listen, when he went to that cross, I thank him every day. And that's where we got to get to. But listen, he didn't just say that. When he, was, when he came back and he was on his way back out, he had some final words. He said, go into all the nations and preach the gospel, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And the question today is, are you doing it? Are you preaching the gospel? Are you just coming to church and filling up seats and saying amen and having a great time? And then when we go out here, we go home, have a great nap, wake back up, go to work, and do it all over again. Listen, when I went and talked to this guy, I had three carts full of stuff that I needed to do. But I seen him across the way working by himself from two of the carts that we had already filled up and sent to him. And he was working by himself. And I said, you know what? I remember what my pastor told me. He said, listen, that job pay you to be a witness. And if you get a little bit of time, do some work. Did y'all hear what I said? So I said, you know what? I'm fixing to go. And I told my boss, I said, I'm fixing to go help him over here. He said, huh? I said, I'm fixing to go help him over here. And he said, okay, cool. And so I went, and I, began to, and I began to go help him. And I began to talk to him. And this guy was like, I'm good. And I said, can I, can I test that for a minute? Can I show you that none of us are good? Not even me. 
and I showed him. I asked him if he, how many lies he had told in his life. Did he say zero? No, he said many. All of us say many. I asked him how many, have you ever stolen anything? He said, yeah, a few things. I said, I know we try to justify it, but it's all good. I asked him, have you ever looked at a woman with lust in his life? He said, of course, I'm a man. I said, exactly. We're all in the same boat. But listen, what I did is I called on the name of Jesus. I called on the name of Jesus. And he said, well, what does that mean? And I said, Jesus died on that cross for you. And he said those three words, it is finished. And because of those three words, once you come to him and give your life to him, your debt has been paid. But you got to accept it. It's not just something you just walk around. Jesus died for me. Yeah, Jesus died for me. No, it's something we have to do is accept what he did on that cross. That's it. And I told him, I said, listen, it's not a it's a gift. And I explained to him why it was a gift. I said, listen, if I gave you a car and you gave me ten dollars, is that a gift? He said, no. I said, exactly. So your works is not good enough. Because what you're trying to do by getting the guy with your works, you're trying to bribe the judge. And how many know that's highly offensive? You can't bribe the judge to get to him, to get off. Only Jesus. He said in his word, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one. He didn't say only the good ones. He said no one comes unto the Father except through me. Amen. So the question is, who are you dying for? How much do you love them? How much do you love them that you call your friends and family? Do you love them enough to tell them? Or do you love them enough to, to, to put your reputation to the side? Do you love them enough to get out of your comfort zone? Do you love them enough to wake up and study the Bible and know what to say to them? Do you love them enough to give up some of your time? What about some of your sleep? I used to hate sleep. I didn't even need sleep. I used to go to the bar, go out to six, be at work. At about 6.15, 6.30. And just work all day and then go do it all over again. But now I can't do nothing without sleep. It's the most annoying thing in the world. But let me ask you, what do you love them enough to be spit on like my guy did? Listen, Jesus paid the price for us. And because he paid that price, he paid that price so that we can go tell other people. I can't stress it enough how, how many people have came to these very altar. In the ones on forward drive and all the other churches, I came in on forward drive. But they came and they wept and they altered and they snotted on the altar. 
They even came to church a few more times and, and lived for him for a little bit. And now they're back in the world doing the things that the world do. Let me ask you a question. When was the last time you prayed for one of them? When was the last time you said, hey, can we go get a bite to eat and talk for just a minute? I just want to love you. It's one thing to just invite people back to church, but it's another thing to dedicate some of your time and say, listen, what you got going on, it's going to take you to hell. But I want to give you the opportunity to come back. When was the last time you did that? Or are you just the one that, hey, you're sinning? Duh, they know that. They've been here before. They know that. We got to be able to, to get through that love the same way Jesus did. Jesus died on that cross. Who are you dying for? But as I get ready to close, the question is, what's your price? They priced, they walked away. They walked away for a relationship. They walked away from, for some alcohol. That was their price. My question to us in this place is, what is your price? Is it, is it money? Is it a good job? What's going to keep you from serving Jesus with everything that you have? That's the question. Or maybe it's not even gifts. Maybe it's a, a hurt. Oh, they said something bad about me. I'm leaving. Walking away from who Jesus is because somebody said something about you. Somebody hurt your feelings. Do that sound crazy to anybody? But listen, it happens all the time. But we have to get to the place to where we say, you know what, Jesus? I'm all in. I'm all in. No, no, nothing's going to keep me from you. Let me read this last verse. We're skipping all the way to the end. In Matthew 24. Verse 4. It says, And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of war, and see that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass before the end is, is not yet. For nations will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. For there will be famines, pestilence, earthquakes in various places. That's all going on right now. Amen. And all these things at the beginning are the beginning of sorrows. And then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. Let me ask you, is your life worth it? Is your life worth it? Because if sleep ain't even worth it, how can you say your life is worth it? What is your price? And they will deliver you up to tribulations and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. 
And then many will be offended. So many people have left the church because they was offended. Because they was offended. We'll betray one another and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many because lawlessness will abound. The love of many will grow cold. Listen to this. This is a promise from our Lord. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. Amen. We shall be saved, but we got to get through the hurts. Amen. We can't be so caught up in this world that we forget what our purpose is. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. Let us bow our heads. Close our eyes tonight. I don't want any of us to just continue to come to church. I want us all to get to a place to where we are truly sorry for the sins that we've committed. We're so sorry that there is nothing that will keep us away from what Jesus did on that cross for us. And so the first question I asked was, what's your price? The answer should be nothing will keep me from Jesus. But the next question I ask tonight is, if you died tonight and you were to pass into eternity, do you know where you'd go? And the Bible says it's only heaven and hell. There is no other places. So I ask that question all over this place. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I asked in this place, if you're not sure, when I ask that question that heaven will be your home, if you had any doubt in your mind, I want you to lift your hand up and put it right back down all over this place. I want to pray for you. Amen. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hands. God is doing something in this place. Amen. God wants each and every one of us to come to know him. But he's not going to force us. He's not going to make us. He said he tells us to choose life.
Maybe you've been coming to this church for a while. Maybe you grew up in the church. Maybe you grew up going to church. But something in your life just really isn't adding up. And when I ask that question, what is your price? Maybe you begin to think a thing. What, what would I walk away from Jesus for? But it's time to come back home. It's time to come back home. It's time to stop playing church. And if you're ready to make that declaration tonight, if you're ready to say, Jesus, I'm tired of playing games. I'm ready to come back to you, Lord. If that's you, I want you to lift your hand up and put it right back down all over this place. Amen. I see your hands. Let us stand to our feet. And I want to do something. If you were serious, there was hands that was raised. There was hands that was raised. If you serious, if you were serious about that, I want you to step out of your seat and I want you to come down to this altar. Amen. If you were serious, amen. Because God is getting ready to do something in your life, amen. God is getting ready to change your life. Amen. God is doing something in this place. Amen. There was more hands. Listen, there, there was there was more hands. I can't even begin to tell you. This month is, is just March. And the funerals I done been to just this year. Each and every one of those people had plans to do something the next day. They had plans to do something. But their life was taken in an instant. So you may not have tomorrow. You may not have till Sunday. I know Sunday is the great day to get saved. But listen, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. So listen, if you raised your hand, don't be afraid. In fact, ask somebody next to you. If, you, if, you, if you're feeling afraid, I raise my hand. Will you go with me? Ask the person next to you, was it you that raised your hand? However it goes, but listen, today is the day of salvation. There's no more playing games. And again, what is your price? Is it humiliation? Is it fear? So I'll give five more seconds and then we're going to go.
We're going to say a prayer. Let's give them a hand as they come forward. Amen. Let's give them a hand. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, five, four, three, two, one. Thank you, Jesus. Let's all say this prayer online. Let's all say this prayer for us and those online. Y'all repeat after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on a cross for me. Thank you for coming down from heaven, dying on a cross, being buried in a tomb, and raising again the third day. Jesus, you're amazing. You're awesome. Thank you for paying my fine. Jesus, from this day forward, help me to walk with you. And when I want to go off, that your Holy Spirit will bring me back. Jesus, I love you. I thank you. You are my Lord. Please write my name in the Lamb's book of life. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.